Yo, it's the Supernaturals Podcast Show. Yes, and I got post-preach voice. It's Sunday afternoon. We just did two services, and uh, and so got post-preach voice going on. Um, anyways, this is Supernaturals Podcast Show. This show exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturals on a global level. Yes, I trust that's why you're listening, that it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, his will be done, established through your daily creative contribution. It's such an honor to have you uh, listening to the show today. Yep, today is, uh, this is a good one. This is uh, Charlie Sham sitting down with Hakeem Collins. Now, they did have a couple of technical difficulties, which makes the audio experience uh, a little bit more um, of a challenge and that you really need to listen in um, and that the, the microphone um, wasn't really working. But you can totally make out what they're saying um, and you can really, this is a great conversation. I, it, we, we, you know, there's the question is like, so there's te- technical difficulty. Do we still air it even though it might not be um, like, you know, as as dope to the max as the, as the other ones. And we were like, yeah, absolutely. Because gritty, raw, authentic, that's what this is all about, right? Real conversations. And so it's not about the glam, the glitz. It's not about... Um, it's not about just, you know, it's not about the, the, I'm just thinking, what's the word? Big budget. You know, like there, there's a lot of big budget, budget, excellent films with no storyline, with, with really no point. But like, but they're excellent. They look amazing, but they're not all that interesting. Versus what we're really going after here is content that is uh, true and legit. And even if, even if stuff happens, which, hey, it does in the podcasting universe we celebrate it we embrace it we go after it anyway all right look this is a lot of fun um this is charlie champ hakeem collins two prophets sitting down talking about spiritual things talking about um uh, things that prophets talk about and we get to listen in you're gonna like it you're gonna love it and uh so let's jump into it right here right now on the supernaturalist podcast show let's go Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> Being created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. He said, what? Okay, man. Akeem, how's it going? I'm good, Charlie. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, man. It was crazy because the microphone didn't work at the beginning of this, so we just had to start kind of through watching this. We had to re- redo this, it's but right. man, it's it's great to connect with you finally. I yes. was um, about to fly out this uh, this afternoon. My flight got canceled, yeah. and then you and James Gall were flying in, and I was going to be staying at the hotel. And I said, I said, man, we should just do a podcast yes. and uh, have you on the Supernaturalist. So man. appreciate you coming and doing this. And what time is it right now, man? It's like eleven forty eleven forty six at night, but I'll tell you something. This is when revivalists thrive. Mm, come on. This is when they're right about to get into the juicy part of their messages. That's right. That's you right. Know, I got a buddy of mine and uh, the meeting would start at would start at seven. Mm-hmm. And this guy preaches until like two in the morning. Wow. You know what I mean? And well, so it's like constantly, like he'll do he'll do the offertory, yeah, yeah. and then they think that's the sermon, but they, that's just the offertory. That's the yeah, that's just and the then that's like now now we're getting on to the the message. So wow. here we are, you guys watching this, we're yeah. we're just chatting. But we were talking about um, we were talking about Bob Jones, yeah. and even tonight when we were at dinner, your story with Bob Jones yeah. I, and you and your brother, you have a twin brother. Yes, I think it's incredible. 
Yeah. And so I just want to kind of go into that and, sure. and let you let you just kind of go have have some yes talk about it. Sure, Charlie. I'm um, when we were young, we were about maybe about 18 years old, 17 years old, um, and we kind of already knew that we had a call on our life. We didn't know what specifically what it was until we started having some visitations, some angelic visitations, some some of the sovereign um, things that God would do for, with us. And we didn't have anyone in our family that was able to give language to that. Right. Then we didn't have anyone that, or even a church that we attended, um, it was a Baptist church. And so we were having all of these prophetic, sovereign encounters, glory encounters from God, but we didn't have anyone to really give us just kind of understanding what that is, why you're having it, trying to kind of interpret those things. Yeah. So everything that we had to experience, we had to experience on our own. We had to really kind of bounce off each other. Right. And so, and then we, of course we had the scripture, but at, you know, seven years old, you know, at a young age, you don't really understand most of the scripture. This is like trying to understand Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel. Right. It's kind of hard to understand it. So, um, really, we really just begin to seek the Lord, and we wanted to find someone that was able to help us um, just give language, to, to, to break down these terms of what is a prophet, what is a seer, what is the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all those different things that we were already having. Yeah. And, you know, it's just sovereign things, and God can do that. God, he'll do some things. For us to um, increase our appetite to seek Him, and so that's right. what was happening. There was a seek for more, and um, and so we were praying about just someone can help us. I don't care where where they were located. We just needed someone, uh -huh. and um, and so one of our friends was a pastor. He was an elder actually in the church, and um, he was kind of like us. He wanted to kind of know more about the prophetic and the gifts of the Spirit and all those things because he was having some similar encounters. Um, and so he emailed. Um, this this guy that was in North Carolina and it was a couple and um, they had some prophetic trainings prophetic meetings um, and so they were inviting him um, and us to this meeting and he said but there's a guy that he wants us to meet who will, who will be there and we're like okay who is this guy and so the guy said well his name is Bob Jones he's a seer prophet now we use the word so this is your 18 years old 18 years old. And and this is like, you've never heard of Bob Jones. Nothing. Never. And see, we're the same age. You're 37. Your yes. brother's 37. Yes. Uh, and and so you're, this is like, I guess, the late 90s, early 2000s then? This would have been? Yeah, it was late 90s, early 2000s. So okay. this is around 2000. Um, yeah, 2000. And, 2000. and this is even, you know, when you think about it, there wasn't the plethora of books that mm -hmm. are on the prophetic now. That's correct. That back then it was like nothing. It was nothing. So you know, like I said, we just had the Bible, and right. so, um, but we needed something else more modern that can really, just like I said, give language to. And so, Bob Jones. Who is Bob Jones? We're like, who is Bob Jones? You know, and and so, we were invited, and so we we took a trip. We went down to Stateville, Statesville, North Carolina, and um, but let me just back up because I missed a, a really uh, important part. Yeah, is that I had a dream prior to me going down to meet Bob Jones. And in this dream, for me, I was more familiar with Bishop Bill Hammond, okay. part of Christian International. And the reason why I'm familiar with him, because like you said, during that time, it was just limited books, resources on the prophetic or anything of that nature, charismatic, Pentecostal right. interest. And so his book is what I had. So I was familiar with him, and I could put a face to his name. And so in this dream, I, had, I was in a dream, and in the dream, I was actually in this home this living room setting i can identify everything was in the in the in the living room um but it was kind of like a old looking old outdated type of 
you know, like someone would, that would be a seasoned older man's or woman's home. Okay. It wasn't like something trendy or, you know, kind of like where we're at right now in the hotel. It wasn't that type of, it was just kind of just a little old school to, in, to me. And so, um, but Bill Hammond was in the dream and he was speaking to us. And I'm like, well, we're not going to see Bill Hammond. We're going to go see Bob Jones. But I did not know what he looked like. Oh. And so only only grid or only person I could put a face to in the prophetic community in, in a sense at that time for me uh -huh. was Bishop Bill Hammond. Wow. So I goes to we end up going to his house and it's like this you know secluded house in this remote area near the mountains and um, and here comes this guy walks out and he's like blonde, his hair is slicked back, and it's blonde. And he, to me, at that, you know, I was, you know, 18 years old, he looks like an eagle. Yeah. And I tell my twin brother, I said, don't he look like an eagle? You know, he just look, you know, he just kind of how the eagles look, like that, just that fierce look, yeah. and his, you know, like a bald eagle. And so that's what he looks like to me. Yeah. He looks like an eagle. But later on, I really found out that the eagle represents the prophetic. Well, you know, a lot of people would say that about Bob. Like, um, I remember I would go and see him at um, a place in Nashville called The Foundry yeah. when I was 17, 18 years old. It would come on him really strong. It was almost like his face would shift. Mm. You know, yeah. and, and he would start to look like an eagle. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was wow. the most interesting, interesting thing, intriguing really, you know, as that prophetic anointing would really get on him really yeah. strongly. He would look like an eagle. Yeah. Eyebrows, like, everything, he just yes. had that, that look. Um, and, and he's a seer. So, you know, with eagles, there's something about their vision, of course, and their agility and their, their ability to weather the storm. And, but he just looked like an eagle to me. And so I'm like, okay. And so first, you know, just looking at him, I'm like, okay, he looks like an eagle, but he looks like a regular guy. He's unassuming. Right. And so I think sometimes we look at prophets, um, or when I was growing up, we always thought that prophets wore black. Uh, prophets was looking weird or Igor looking crazy, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 but that's not the case. And so he just really looked unassuming, very plain guy. Yeah. Um, but very, when I, when we got actually in the house, he began to, when, when he spoke, it was like parables. Mm -hmm. It was like riddles. And I, I couldn't understand what he was saying most of the time, but he had the Bible and he was able to just, really, I mean, he just knew the word. Right, but it was just the things that he was interpreting, the things that he was saying, was so parabolic to me mm -hmm. at that age, and I didn't understand. I'm like, well, God, you have me here with this this guy. I don't even understand the prophetic anyway. Right, but then I'm meeting Bob Jones, and he's speaking a whole other language right. to me. It's almost like you know, I speak English, and then someone speaks Espanol or something. I don't understand. Yeah. I only understand English, and so it was very foreign to me. So, long story short, it's just that. Um, just being in his presence, as I was looking looking around the living room, I said, wait a minute, I've been here. I was in this house. Everything looks exactly what I was seeing, but it wasn't Bob Jones, it was Bishop Hammond. Yeah. So God was giving me insight prophetically. Mm. He was giving me some, some insight uh, and foresight as well of where I was going. And so... It was very odd to me. And so he came to me and he just basically said, you know, you want to meet my friend? And I'm like, well, who's your friend? You know, because there was other people in the, in the yeah, episode. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we already intro introduced each other. And then he's like, no, you want to meet Papa? And I'm like, Papa? So again, 
So this is all new language to you, and oh, you're like, no. you're like Papa, like who's Papa who? Papa, yeah, like yeah. Papa who? You know, you, you know, I'm, I don't know how old. Yeah, how you're, old you're, but you you're old. You're old. So who's your Papa? Who's your Papa? <laughs> I mean, you gotta be like hundred or something. I don't know. Maybe, but I was just, yeah, come on. you know, because I'm not used to that language. You know, again, right. and, and right. there's different strings and different circles, and and um, for me, it was it was a whole nother level, if I can say, because in the African American community or strings or church. Um, you know, it's more title driven, it's more affirmation, it's all about, yeah. you know, those, you know, and I get it, you know, and that's not for all, but places I've been, but then to see and hear a man that is speaking like someone in the Bible, mm -hmm. to really see an actual prophet and the way he functioned was very mystical to me, very unique, very strange. Yeah. So I was intrigued, I was intrigued by it, wow. even though I didn't understand it. So I was drawn to it, but I was actually just really examining his his way he spoke, just his uniqueness. And so, and so he said, "You want to meet Papa?" And I'm like, "Okay, sure." You know. Right. And he said, "I want to help you to. I want to. I want to get you caught up." And he used the word rapture instead of caught up. He used the word rapture. You're gonna get raptured. And the only thing I understand about rapture is when. You know, when we, you know, when he comes back and then that, you know, something like that, I was just like, yeah, Rapture, yeah, yeah. what is he talking about? And right. he said, no, you can, you can be, you can sit in heavenly places right now. And so I said, okay. And so he said, close your eyes, I'm going to help you to ascend to that place to get raptured up and to sit on Papa's lap. And that's where you intercede. That's the place where you hear mysteries. That's the place where you hear the heart of God. He said, that's the place of, um, where you wore. And so I said, okay. And so I closed my eyes and he said, give me your, take, you know, give me your hand. And then he said, take a deep breath. And once I took a deep breath, literally, bam, I, I, I was in this vision. Wow. And in this vision, I was literally sitting on, a, a, I felt like I was sitting on someone's lap. But I saw a tree and this tree had life on it. The tree was moving. It was one of the, like, the, it was so rich. The green, the way the colors were, was very vivid. And then I literally saw these, um, like, riverbeds or streams. Mm. And then I saw these uh, eyes of fire. And those are the things that stood out. But that's that fast. Him saying, you want to meet Papa? Wow. Take a deep breath. And then, boom, I'm in this vision. Wow. And, um, and it was so real. And then when I came out of the vision, um, he said, what did you see? And I told him, I said, well, I saw this tree. It was the only tree that I saw, but it had life on it. It was moving, very vivid. And then I saw these rivers, these streams. And, um, and then I saw the eye, these eyes with eyes of fire. That's all I saw was the eyes. And he said, whoa, that's, he said, I haven't heard about that in over a decade. He said, someone else had that dream, excuse me, that vision. And so he began to interpret what it was. And he said, you were, in the ancients of days, you were there on Papa's lap. You was literally at the Garden of Eden. And so he said, you will have in your prophetic, you will have a great wisdom. You will have a prophetic flow. You, you know, rivers will flow out of you. You know, uh, and then he began to talk about just the um, the seer, mm -hmm. and he began to identify that there was a seer call in my life. Uh, I knew that I was. I knew I had a call. I knew it was very unique, but I didn't know what it was specifically. And he began to identify that that was a prophetic call, but more so a seer. 
and that I would have encounters and visions and dreams. And so he activated my seer gift to see. Man. Amazing. And so from that point, he just we just built relationship, and um, he said, "Oh well, this is another thing." He said, "While we were there, he began to take oil, and it was other uh, leaders there, and they began to pour it on me and my brother's head, and they began to I affirm that God has called us to be a prophet." And then he began to share about a story that he literally died in 1975, I believe, in August 8th, actually August 8th, 1975, is actually my birthday, August 8th. Not 1975. Right. August 8th, right. that's my birthday. So he, he died on August the 8th, 1975. He went home and to the Lord, and the Lord told him, this is not your time yet. You need to go back. Mm -hmm. And there will be many prophetic uh, voices um, that will be a part of um, the one billion, I guess a billion soul yeah. harvest. Yeah. And he began to share different streams and different cultures and ethnic groups that will be a part of this major, mighty um revival and harvest of souls and so I felt like that was an honor then uh, and I kept that in my heart for many years um, after he said that you know and I felt like I could not live up to that because I'm a black young guy um, from you know the projects um, you know understand poverty being poor um, single mother uh, father Muslim so I really didn't have like um, a Christian upbringing. So everything that I've experienced and my brother experienced was based on trial and error. Yeah. And just walking with God. And for, for God to connect us with this man, and then we are part of a prophetic um, um, word, I guess, that he received when he passed. And of course, he came back, but God said it wasn't his time. To me, I now I understand the severity uh, of the call. And that it's 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 not anything to play with, um, anything with the, when it comes to the prophetic, and anything that sharing what God is saying. You must it must be in awe and in trembling and fear. Yeah. So, what God has done even now in my life, in my brother's life, it, it's it's because of that word. The the platforms that He has given us, the opportunities He's given us to even minister to people that I would have never even met or my books may have or message have been nations that I have never I haven't even been to nations yet. Yeah. But I get many emails often of how the prophetic of the message has impacted and changed people's lives. So it's like every time I hear every testimony like that, I go back to what Bob Jones said. Right. It's that it's bigger than just one person. It's a harvest. It's a people. Yeah, I mean, because Bob really talked about the army of God. Mm -hmm. He said about this army that was coming. Um, and I remember specifically, because you're born in 1982. 81. 81. Yeah. So then he talked about this period of time where these these champions, these dread champions were going wow. come. And, um, you know, I believe that that's what we're a part of right now, yeah. the army of God, that these dread champions are going to come on the earth. Yeah. And, um, you know, Bob was... A very, like you're saying, in unusual person, yeah. but he and unusual to the prophetic. But he also had like signs and wonders. Mm -hmm. I remember a time that I was in a meeting um, where he started smelling fragrances, mm -hmm. and I'll never forget it. I was like 18 years old, and, he, and, and there was seven different 
unique fragrances that every person in this meeting smelled. Wow. And it was like, it was all around this like <laughs> prophetic word that he had been given. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, where you have the Nabi like kind of just, it bubbles forth. Yeah, yeah. Everything that comes out of the seer is visions, trances, yes. dreams, and unusual signs and wonders. Yes, yes. And um, so, yeah, so, it, you know, Bob was a very interesting guy. It's funny you say that because my ministry um, is, is called Champions International. Hmm. Um, and I didn't even know that more specific of with Bob Jones. Really, I didn't know that your your ministry was called ministry. Yeah, it's yeah. Called Champions International. Wow. And that's in it's really the premise is really to go after or to raise up warriors, to raise up an army of uh, believers, not just prophets, but more so believers, to get the harvest. And one of the things he did state was that there was a, a mantle on our lives or healing in miracles, and I'm like, what kind of prophet move? In, in that type of, yeah. but you look at it in scripture, that was always accompanied the prophetic ministry. Right. Elijah, um, with miracles and unusual things when they put salt in the water to heal the water, and different things that took place supernaturally mm -hmm. um, with the prophetic ministry of that mantle. Well, uh, you see the word prophet in the Old Testament. The very first place is with was with Abraham. That's right. And and um, in that context. It's all about he will pray for the king of, of Egypt yeah. and he'll be healed. Come so on. the very first place wow. that you see, you know, in the context of scripture, that there is a prophet, it's all based around not just prophetic word, but actually healing. I love that. I think sometimes we forget about that. You're right, Charlie. And, that's, and we teach that. Basically, that it couples the prophetic. That's a part of a prophet's mantle mm -hmm. um, and ministry is that when you just do prayer, prophet pray for you, right. and supernatural, miraculous things will happen. And even God, even warning the king, you, you know, you know Abraham lying about that's just you know right, no. yeah. And God says, no, don't touch, don't touch Abraham's. That's actually his his wife. Yeah. And so, but just him praying, bearing this broke. And so there's something about the prophetic. I don't know why I'm going here, but there's something about the prophetic. There's something, and I'm not just saying about just, you know, just words, but just having a prophet pray for you. Yeah. That it will break barrenness off of your life. Yeah. You, you see with the prophetic where finances, with supernatural finances was released. And so that's kind of where, you know, um, I believe this, this army, this generation, yourself and myself and many that will, that will listen to this podcast, that it's not just the prophets, but there's a generation, there's an outpouring of God's spirit that's right. coming where we're seeing signs and wonders and the miraculous. And this is what I've been sensing that it's unusual in this hour because we're seeing the prophets move in mighty works. Uh -huh. We're seeing, we're seeing the prophets are really. It's almost like it's like not that they're evangelists, but they're going out in mass and droves of people. Yeah, or being touched by the power of God being healed and touched, even when I see you, I, I said, that's what Bob Jones was talking about. I think, man, you talked about it in, December, in, in Dallas, and I said, you remind me of, of Bob Jones, because, and I just knew, I said, there's something about Charlie that it, it just aligns itself with, with Bob Jones. Yeah. You know, prophetic word um, of moving in that, in that supernatural realm, nations, and really the love of God. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's what's going to really win nations, and so I believe that this is just a, a time where we're going to, and just your prophetic words that you release publicly, 
that has come to pass. And I know you went through a lot of scrutiny, and, and I've had, you know, as well, yeah. um, you know, publicly uh, on television, sharing things, and then you'd be called a false prophet. But God always fulfilled his word. Right. He just used us as the messenger. And so um, this is just a really a great time, in, I believe, in history. I think we are really uh, at, a, at a tipping point of really a great awakening um, yeah. that, that's coming in the earth that is so rare. And, and it's not what we used to. It's not, you can't put it in one stream or one movement. It's it's just like a cluster, a multi-stream coming together. It's just multiple things that is happening. Mm -hmm. And so God is going to use, and he will use anyone yeah. um, that make themselves available. So just to see the anointing on your life and what God is doing through you, it makes me say, well, you know, in this stream, and even in, in, in where I am, you know, there's a people that I can reach and I can and, and I can share the word of God. So I'm excited about this season. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Doing. yeah and I, you know, particularly with that word, Bob said that the very first ones would come that would be birthed during that time would be the leaders. Yeah. And then the rest of would be like the army of God. And so they're really you're seeing like new leaders that are emerging yeah. right now that um, are coupling the prophetic with the miraculous mm -hmm. and so it's a it's a, a blending of those two together yeah. yeah that that are really causing nations to shake yeah you know? I, the Lord gave me a word Charlie about um, he said that the prophets they will not just only speak words but power power will couple their words mm -hmm. we will begin to see that that creative side of God when or the creative nature where we speak it, it will not only happen, but it you, you'll know it people are standing all or being awestruck. Um, just recently, I had a dream about a month ago. Uh, in the dream, actually, uh, James Gold was in the dream, and um, and I just started meeting James Gold for the last maybe several months, so I don't really know him. Now. I, know, I know him now, but we're really still building a relationship. And um, whenever God connects me with fathers or connect me with the generals like him, um. God will give me a dream to confirm um, their relationship. I don't may not know the totality of it, just like Elisha didn't know either. Yeah. Um, but just follow. And right. so that's why I'm here. It's I come just to serve. I come to just um, this relationship. And that's what it was with Bob Jones. When I lost Bob Jones several years ago on Valentine's Day, I was kind of felt like an orphan. I didn't have really much. Um, you know, I had relationships and alignments. But right. it's different when you have that primary uh, voice or that primary uh, father, yeah. uh, Papa, to really help cultivate and make sense of your mantle, make sense of and to oversee your development. Mm -hmm. So when we lost him, I, I was like, well, who else? So I found myself back at that when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Well, who else? And I couldn't understand what, I couldn't fit in every stream. Even yeah. though I understood different streams and I'm in a relationship with different streams, but I could I felt like I couldn't fit. But long story short, when, when I met James Gall in Dallas, um, and of course, you know, I met, you know, I, I followed your ministry, but right. just to meet you in person, right. everything started making sense because the International Young Prophets was about family. It was uh -huh. about revival. It was about harvest. Yeah. It was about and I said, Oh, this makes sense and then the seeing the unity in the room, I said, This is what the kingdom looks like. But also, this is what love looks like, and that's what I kind of share. Yeah. And that's what I was looking for was 
uh, a, a community, a family, um, with differences and different measures and anointings and uniqueness, um, but running together mm. and understanding father and mothers. And so, um, so I didn't know that I was going to connect with James like that until we went out to eat. And he just began to share. And I said, wait a minute, you know, you know Bob Jones? And he began to go, and it's it, it just something in me just leaked, like, okay. And I started listening to more of his story and, and all of that. To me, he sounded like Bob Jones. And so I asked James, I said, well, I don't want to be offensive, but is it okay for me to call you Papa? Mm. Because I was able to identify the voice of a father. You know, yeah. and not being hasty and say, you know, you're my spiritual father, right? Um, because I know who I am, but it's just understanding the father's voice through fathers, the right. father's voice, Abba's voice through the father. I said, okay, this is this is. I don't know what this is, but I believe that he will be pivotal to my next level. Mm. And so, um, and so I said, can I call you Papa? He said, sure. And right after that, we started building a relationship. Yeah, and um, and we've been kind of connected ever since then, since Dallas. And I say all that to say is that there is a there is an orphan spirit, mm. even with the prophets. Okay, there are prophets that have went back in the cave. Uh -huh. There has been prophets that said, you know, I don't want to do ministry anymore because I was there. I was there about a year ago, been traveling, ministering, love what I'm doing. But then I, at one point I lost my zeal. Mm. Uh, at one point I saw so many corruption in the streams that I was in that I wanted to say you know what this is not what a prophet should be doing this is not right I was seeing a lot of false prophets right or a lot of ones that call themselves prophets and they were abusing raping the you know excuse my vernacular but just prostituting the gifts uh, everything was about money right and um, and so, I, and so I said, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore, Lord. I, you know, I could be doing something else. I was really being honest with the Father. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be doing something else because if this is what, if this is the representation of the prophetic, then I don't yeah. want it. And the Lord spoke to me out of that. He says, you're the solution. You're the answer. Mm -hmm. You're going to show the house to the house. Their iniquities and their sin. You're going to, you're going to show them. Wow. That's yeah. your assignment is to leaders. You're going to show them. Show the house to the house, like Ezekiel. You want to show them their iniquities, their their sins. And I say that I'm a judgment prophet, but I come to... Well, yeah, but there is definitely some... I mean, if we were to be honest, there are things that go on behind the scenes in some streams yeah. that when I'm there, you know, your spirit gets like... Mm -hmm. You know that twist, mm -hmm. that knot where you're oh, like, yeah. oh, get me out of here yeah. as quick as possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you just feel that thing. Where you just want to like it, it's that it's that dirt it's that slime man <laughs> it and, you don't, and, and, and you see it and you go oh man get me out of here and I don't want it on me I don't want yeah. it on me and, and I don't and then you see it on the people mm -hmm. and then just almost like the veils that's pulled over their, their their eyes and they're not able to see and so it's almost like they've been bewitched right um, and so it's like you got to come in with, with with the truth and with, with light and with love to break all of that and so um, I just wanted to just I didn't want to give up I wanted to give up I said I could be doing something else um, I could look back. you know I'm in full-time ministry now so I God called me off of uh, my job I worked in banking for seven years and I'm like I can go back because I'm I'm an able body there's nothing wrong with me so I can go back and, and work 
if this is the representation of the prophetic or what, what I know and then what I had a model like Bob Jones it's, it's totally different and so that's how I really understood the necessity of father uh, and mothers that's how I understood the, the just the importance of having that coverage mm -hmm. having that relationship um, and someone that can that 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 would sacrifice and invest and that's what I saw with Bob Jones and when I lost Bob Jones and now I say it with James yeah of James of, of his caliber and who he is right that little me he's taking the time to invest and say you know what come to come to Orlando with me right or come to this place with me mm -hmm. I want to get to know you because I really didn't have anyone to say that to to mm -hmm. me and my brother we didn't have anyone that, that took the time and said come let me yeah. hear your story let me know your backdrop let me know your history and let me know your your, your struggles too right you know and he he asked the right questions uh -huh. um, they were challenging questions and I'm like oh I don't know if I can he's like well I don't want to you know offend you but if I just knew it was God yeah. and I felt safe yeah. and I was able to open up my heart to James and, and the reason I'm sharing this because this may help someone that may be listening that's saying well I don't have you know all of that I don't have a spiritual father mother I may not have those relationships right in place but don't give up God have someone or will have will have someone in place at the right time that will help you yeah and to um, just bring um, not that I had an identity crisis it wasn't that but more so just to really in this next season help me to navigate and help me to um, to get to that next level without any um, uh, scandals uh -huh. without any of that what I what I was seeing that turned me off right and that was what hold me accountable yeah and well, um, well you know it, it, I think it's vitally important that sons and daughters walk with fathers and mothers yes and there is um, in Malachi we see the scripture yeah. where it says you know the hearts of the fathers will turn to the sons yes. and the sons the hearts of the sons will turn to the, the fathers, fathers. Mm -hmm. lest I strike the earth will God come and strike the earth with a curse yeah. Yeah. and we see like that moment historically wasn't a turning mm -hmm. of, of the hearts yeah. and so they they the Israel goes into five hundred years of Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah God's not here yeah, no, yeah. and so God struck the land with that curse and there was no widespread revelation wow. and then God births again the Father births a son into the earth yeah and the Bible says this is my beloved son whom yes. I'm pleased He also says hear him and I, I believe that that's a, a principle that we can take from the Word, that in every generation, in order for the curse not to touch the land, wow. there has to be sons that walk with fathers and mm -hmm. fathers walk with sons. Wow. And so some of the things that we see that have surfaced um, in the body of Christ as far as scandals, I think was, was and, and I need to be careful sure. of this, but there wasn't proper alignment, yeah. you know, or accountability. Sure. Sure. You know, would you agree with that? I or? agree. I agree because um, even when I lost, um, you know, Bob Jones, and um, in different uh, 
fathers that were in my life um, who, because of their absence and because of naturally in my own family, my father wasn't in, wasn't there, so I'm, I was used to it. Mm-hmm. I was used to, um, you know, um, more of an orphan spirit or, um, or rejection or not really, uh, you know, uh, really not having a governing, you know, father's voice in the home. And so um, there was a desire for it. And then when God sent it, I really didn't know how to uh, relate mm. until um, I got understanding from the father, Abba, that it's okay. This is what I orchestrated. This is this is principle. This is this is covenant. This is relationship. And so, when I didn't have those, I started doing crazy things that I wasn't proud of. Mm-hmm. When I didn't ha- when I didn't have the father's voice or uh, uh, governance in my life, I was um, operating gang banging activities. Oh. I was I was doing some things that um, because of that. Um, and I can say that from my own story yeah. because I didn't have it. I was looking for and searching for attention in other ways, whether it was through sex, um, whether it was through um, uh, just lewdness and uh, just violence. It was all a cry for attention, a cry for stability, accountability, order. Right. I didn't have it. And so God didn't want me to be a prophet that will... Flowing, flowing gifts, but my character wasn't in line. Right. Flowing charisma and have all of this, but um, but my lifestyle doesn't line up to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. My walk is not um, straight. It's not. It's not what uh, God has intended. So He had to put people in my in my life and fathers in my life and voices um, that were strong, but that was very candid with me. Because I needed someone, I needed discipline. I needed someone to say, yeah, I love you, but this is wrong. Right. I needed someone to, to tell me, yeah you're, you're, yeah, you're gifted, but I'm not impressed with your gift. How's your character? How's your love life? Right. And that's what Bob Jones was more concerned about was my, the love language and how I expressed the love of God. Was the love of God in my heart? Wow. wow. And that was really key. And I had to learn love because I never had it. Um, even when in my own family, even though my, you know, I had a strong mother, um, single mother, but she would never tell us she loved us. She would show us that she loved us by gifts and giving us what we need, but she never said it out of her mouth verbally. Uh, your mother, you would think your mother would, right. that's the nature of a woman, but, but obsessing a mother, she would never say it. Wow. And when we got in a situation, um, that we needed her. Um, she came, and when she said it, we, me and my brother was looking at each other like, did we just hear what she just said? Did she just say she loved us? And we just broke down crying. We just broke. I mean, even if you're thinking about it, it just makes me want to, I ain't trying to well up, but it's just, it's just hearing that. It wasn't an action. It wasn't words. The power of words. Yeah. And so that will call, that her saying she loved us really broke all of those years of, of rejection insecurities, um, all those things of um, identity crisis, not really uh, feeling like we're loved, felt like we were not wanted. And so that's where that orphan spirit was, even though our mother was there, but we was rejected. So we were looking for it. So I feel like, you know, to answer your question is that 
with that principle of fathering and those father's voice, it will keep you accountable and it'll keep you out. Scandalous. Not saying that people don't do what they want to do. Right. But I think that is key um, for growth and acceleration in ministry. And it's yeah. just in life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the seer a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you have a lot of dreams. You have you have ecstatic encounters, yeah. trances, and things like that. Yeah, I have. I have. You know, that's um, that's kind of regular for me. Uh huh. Because um, sometimes people will say, "Well, you know," because they hear me prophesy, they think that I'm I'm more of a nobby prophet. You know, yeah. I'm just flowing, and I can do that. But I I, I trained myself. I've never been in the school of the prophets like that, or I never kind of been in somewhere where they taught me how to, you know, or activated me in the prophetic. Everything was just kind of what I saw or what I sensed or what I felt. So everything was just kind of organic, but also natural. Um, and so I would have these out-of-body experiences and didn't know what to do with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have anyone in my family that was able to say, this is what you were having. I would have all these series of dreams, I mean, vivid dreams, um, that was so vivid that two or three days later they would come to pass. You know, all these different, um, these these sovereign moves of God in my life. And I didn't know what that was until Bob Jones. We can identify and say, no, you're a seer prophet. And that's where the dreams, the trances, the um, being translated, transport, all those different things that will happen. I mean, I will have, I will be in like another nation. I'll be in my in my bedroom praying and then I look up and I'm in like a, in, in Korea somewhere. I've never been there, but yeah. I'm there. Yeah, and everything is so real as as we're in this hotel room. Wow. So and how can you share that with? You know what I mean? Like sure. you 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 start to go. Who can I share this with? Yeah, I don't think I can share it with with my brother. And then and the one thing, um, Charlie, me and my brother would have the same dreams. So I would dream in the night, and then and then I would tell him I had a dream, and then he'll come back and say, or he'll finish my dream, because he had the same dream that I had in, in, in the same night. Yeah. So we would both have all these different um, ecstatic type of encounters. Um, and that's how I knew that there was something unique on my life. That's how I knew that there was something special. Um, I would tell my mother about the dreams and she'd just like, well, boy, that's that's something you imagine. She thought, right. I was, she thought I was literally crazy. My mother at one point was going to put me in a, a mental institution um, because she thought there was something literally wrong with me. I remember one time, I actually was, um, I think I was about maybe nine years old, and I would go outside with, actually it was summertime, and I was outside with a winter coat on, riding, the, riding my bike. And my mother got so mad with me, because she said, why are you outside? It's like 90 degrees, and you have a winter coat, coat on. What is wrong with you? And this was back in 96, I can remember, like it was just yesterday. In 96, I, um, and I would just, she'll tell me, Stop doing that and I would still do it and that winter of 96 was the biggest winter storm a nor'easter hit Delaware at that time so I didn't know at nine years old why I was putting the winter coat on she thought I was mentally so you're playing out like parables like what Ezekiel would have yeah Ezekiel was a senior prophet he would do things like lay on his side so you, these things were happening to you. Yeah. You put the winter jacket on and it's 100 degrees outside. Yeah. You don't even know why you're doing it. I don't know why it. I'm doing it. I don't know but why this I'm doing it. Huge this huge nor'easter comes. Yeah. And she, she's like, and I mean, we couldn't even get outside of our house because the snow was up to, to the window. 
and it makes it makes sense now but it didn't make sense then but it was just like you said like Ezekiel I will play out prophetic things that were coming through my actions and my mother thought I was there was something mentally wrong with me and she was going to institutionalize me um, and she literally was um, until my grandfather died um, her, her father died and that's when she changed her mind and I felt like I'm not saying that God took him but she wasn't really going to admit me in the hospital to get you know, further uh, psychological treatment because she thought something was wrong. I, this is not just that with the winter cold. This was all the time certain things that I would do and it would happen. I would, I would have some, you know, I'm outside with an umbrella. And here comes this, this whole, uh, uh, not a hurricane, uh, no, a hurricane, like a, a, a storm that came. And so it was like flooding. So it was just all these weird, but it was always with weather patterns. And and I also knew that there was something unique about the mantle that was on me in my brother's life is when I go places to preach, before I go, before I go, or while I'm there or after, it will it will it will rain. Yeah. And they will call us the sons of thunder. Mm -hmm. um, you know. I don't know why now you, you did you ever uh, hear the story about Paul Kane with with the weather? Because no, he would always, because he's also like Bob Jones okay. and James Gall was a Kansas City prophet. Yeah, yeah. And from what I've read and talked to people, is that places that he would go and minister as well, he would land, he mm. would, they, it would start to rain. Wow. It would rain that weekend. And he always took it as a sign of the latter rain. Wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that story. Wow, that's interesting. Cause that's. Yeah. I mean, every time we, it doesn't matter where we are. I remember me and my brother was arguing one time. We were in Atlanta, and um, I was telling the story because someone was saying, "Well, just tell me your background and tell me about you know, has there anything unusual happened in your ministry?" And I said, "Well, yeah. Oftentimes when we're when we're about to preach or we have to go somewhere, it doesn't matter where we at. If God was a sign, He's going to bless that place with rain." And um, and so my brother said, oh, not all the time. I said, I would say mostly about 90%, 95%. And he just, my brother's just like, no. And so God literally proved my brother wrong. We're sitting in the restaurant. There's no forecast or there's no prediction of rain. Right. And we're sitting in the, and after me and my brother having this open discussion at, over lunch, open discussion that no, it, it doesn't rain often. I'm saying, yes, it does. God does, you know, because we were in Atlanta to preach. And literally, while we're sitting there, it poured out rain. And my brother said, I got to admit, you, you, yeah, you're right. And so God just does that. And I don't, you know, I don't know about what Paul King did, but I just knew that every time we go yeah. places, it, it rains. It, it, while we're there, before we get there or after, but it's always, um, it always rains. Yeah. So I know it's just God's blessing and right. so it's a, you know sign. So I think it's connected to the prophetic. Yeah, and it goes back to like the you know Elijah type of prophet that we see in Malachi because wow. you you know the weather patterns, all these things. Yeah. It, like Elijah wasn't just a, he didn't just prophesy, but he also did miracles. Right. Some of the stuff had to do with weather. And, and, and specifically rain mm -hmm. over over nations. Yeah. Also, like you know, you're talking about barrenness. That's really and barrenness is another thing. Glad you brought that up. Barrenness is another thing that I see in my ministry. Like God would um, would give us intel about. And I, you know, Bob Jones said he said these are a few things. Don't talk about. Don't, don't don't prophesy about marriages and don't talk about babies or genders. Uh -huh. 
Um, and so I kept that in my mind, you know, many years. And I'm like, you know, and then for some reason, God would give me detail about someone that is barren and then end up having um, children. Yeah, I was in it. I was in it. We were in Tampa, and I saw this couple, and you know, I just began to minister to them prophetically, just you know, just just encouraging them. And um, when I laid my hands on them, and that's again with Sierra, I, you know, so I get more intel when I lay hands on someone. Just you know, laying my hands on their shoulders, or I might take their hand. And when I laid my hands on the the husband's shoulder, I said, "You want to have a? You're you've been wanting to have a, you know children, but you can't." And the and the wife just started weeping. And um, and so what I did was I began to just break barrenness off of her, of course. And then I said, and then it's like God gave me more as I was ministering more. God gave me more word of knowledge. And he, and I said, you want to have a son? I said, but I see two. You're gonna have twins. Wow. And they're looking at me like, well, we can't even have children anyway. And you're talking about twins. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now how bold is that? Right. And how. I'm saying it publicly with 300 people there, and so the reputation now. Now it's on the line. It's on the line. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing that you know I had to learn about about prophecy and and standing publicly, and and I think you know um, sometimes God will take some prophets. I'm not saying I don't know the the senses of the ratio, but I know that there's been times that I've said some things boldly publicly, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. Yeah, and just a few, not all, you know what I mean. But just some right. things, you know, that God gave me insight on. And then I know he gave me insight and then the, the narrative changed. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what happened? And that's where I had to go back to the Father. Like, okay, I know what you showed me. Right. What happened? Right. You know? And um, and it's like, well, now I'm humiliated. And, you know, how do you fix that? How do you clean that up? But but I, I just said, you know, you're going to have twins. It just, but there was a nowhere about it. You know what I mean? Sometimes, uh-huh. it's, stronger than, sometimes it's stronger than others yeah. other times. Yeah. But I just kind of knew. You know, and um, and I said, said, you know, you want to have a son? But I said, actually, you're going to have two. You're going to have twins. Uh-huh. And then and nine months later, they end up sending me a picture on Insta- um, on Facebook um, with this miracle baby, um, healthy twin boys. Man. And so it's that barrenness, again, like, that they Abraham pray for you. Right. You know, um, and so that prophetic has an ability to break barrenness, you know, and break drought. You know, we see that, too. Yeah. With the weather patterns, you know. Um, Elijah put his head between his knees and prayed. Uh-huh. And then he sent his servant up seven times. And then on the seventh time, you see here comes this this, this cloud, you know, the size of a man's hand. I believe God's hand is, 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 is being released. And sometimes it's, it's being held up because the prophets and the people are not praying or interceding. Mm-hmm. There's nations that are dry. There's places that are dry. That needs revival. That needs the outpouring of God's spirit. Yes, when you send the prophets, exactly. you send the prophets and to 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 speak to the to the, you know, it's not voodoo on that. No, but right. you just need the prophet to to have that prophetic forecast of what God wants to do. Uh, you know, when I go places and preach, and it's very hard and dry, it's like, Lord, what you want me to do? He said, Pray, and I just I'll start praying. And then when I start praying, I, what I do is I start visualizing rain coming. Right. And when I visualize rain coming, rain comes right. as a sign. So it's something about the prophetic. It's in, in our mantle. It's in, it's in a prophet's mantle that they can release. They carry rain. They yeah. carry rain. Yeah. They carry yeah. rain. And, and prophets are spiritual sensitive, too. Because you like when you go to a place, you're not just, um, obviously, you've, 
you've studied, sure. you've prepared yourself, but I find that the message is always unique to that mm -hmm. specific mm -hmm. place. Yes. And, and yeah. it's never, and, and it can change in mm -hmm. the middle of the message because you're literally spiritually sensitive to what's happening in the room. Wow. I, I, you feel that as All well. All the time. And so the message actually can change yeah. right in the midst. Mm. And now it's a whole a whole different message because you're not just like what you would have learned at like a Bible school or something. Yeah. The sermons, like yes. the sermon outline, you're just going to preach it where like an evangelist would just do do the message. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But a prophet has a spiritual sensitivity that like he goes off the script. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, begins to speak to the people's heart in a different way. That's so true. That's all the time. Um, at first, when God started doing that to me, let me tell you how he did it to me. I would prepare, I would prepare, and, you know, I'll make sure, like, you know, I have my points and I have, you know, everything. And then what God would do, this happened several times to me. When I get up there, it, like, my notes would fall. It'd be all over the place. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, I'm having this dialogue with the Lord, like, you know, I can't pick my notes up right now, so someone will come and try to pick it up. But now it's so out of place, I can't. It's like it throws me off. And mm -hmm. that's what the Holy Spirit was teaching me. You need to hear my voice because every place has a, a specific word. And you have to, and I'll be like, sometimes I feel like I'm rearing off and I'm really, that's the Holy Spirit. He said, it's like a rabbit trail. You got you to go with it. Right. And that's what I've learned. So now I can't say I mastered it, but I know when the Holy Spirit goes in that direction, I don't second guess it. I just know, and usually things just start breaking out. Yeah. And and one of the things that I know too is like oftentimes we talked about it over um, over dinner. There's this expectation because they know a prophet's coming. The first thing that people are already is in their mind is prophecy, right? Or personal prophecy, right? Or he's right. gonna call me out. Mm-hmm. And God, for me, he does it always the opposite. He'll do something totally different where they're expecting prophecy and, and prophetic utterance and, and, and personal prophecy or something of that nature. And he'll have me in miracles and, 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 and healing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, or he'll give me a word of knowledge and say that, you know, there's people in here that, you know, having back problems, right. you know, or something like that. Right. And then it's like but 50 people can show up at the altar. I, I think we need to say this because we're drawing back into integrity as well. Um, you're following the Spirit. Yeah. You're not, and, and there can be a pressure that is placed upon that particular office mm -hmm. that um, is maybe intentional, maybe unintentional, but it happens that prophecy mm -hmm. or the accuracy mm -hmm. has to be there. And you and I both know, yeah. can we just get plain, yeah. You're, you might be listening yeah. to this, yeah. so this is a real candid conversation, that... There are some that they're getting their information that's not from the Spirit of God. Come on. It's totally familiar. Yes. And it's because they've compromised Come on. because of the pressure that's been placed upon them in a meeting yes. that they always have to perform oh. for the people. Yes. So I have to get that name. Mm -hmm. I have to get that mm -hmm. address. Mm -hmm. I have to get that Come on. That, that birthday or mm -hmm. that this and that. Social and security number. I got to get that yeah. bank card number because yes. if I don't, then people aren't going to believe that I'm a prophet. And so, oh my goodness, man, the thing just went down. Oh, see, we was hitting something. Oh, we okay. said well, we're just gonna keep on. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. And this is this is where Charlie Wow, 
this is what I feel like I'm assigned is really in my stream really specifically because yeah. that's where it, I see it real prevalent where it's like I'm a prophet so let me because of the pressure because of the title or pressure because I may have tapped into the word of knowledge here and there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and now it kind of caused my ministry to go to another level of visibility uh -huh. where now the pressure is on where now in every service you got to get a name yeah and so no because the anointing is not there no more and because you haven't seek God's presence what you do is you google you yeah google, yeah or you go to public records come on you go places where you get this or you 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 get you know, on social media and you track because you know you're going to this person's church that's ministry, right and then you, you you okay I can see this is this is the stuff that nobody talks about. It's, it's so crazy, man, that the, you said it literally just went down. It's because the, the people don't want to talk about this. But that's it's so true. And the devil doesn't want anybody to talk no, about this. No, but I'm glad you said that because that's what's happening. Yeah. And I said to the Lord, that's not me. I, I don't flow. You know, I flow in word of knowledge when it comes to healing. I get things in my body. I feel things or he'll tell me. But I'm not reaching. Because I think sometimes we try to, you know, they think about word of knowledge, and, and word of knowledge is a part of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But any believer can get that or right. tap into that. Right. But is that the prerequisite of a prophet that because you can call a name out, social security number, and address, and and, and a bank card number, or the the, so this, the uh, your social security number that makes you a valid prophet? No. Right. That's a familiar, like you said, familiarity. That's a familiar spirit, which is a warlock to do that. Right. So it's a this pressure to perform. And because you don't have it, so what you do is we start, uh, we start tapping into the familiar course that's already tapped into. But what we start is we start searching for things, and then we start tapping into getting money because they do it for money as well. That's true. If I can call out this name, or if I can find the biggest tither, or if I can find the biggest person that that sold, and if I if I can say, well, you live at this address, or you live. You know, here and your wife's name is this and that. Then, and then, then let me lace it with the prophetic word God said, which God didn't say, right? Um, to give this amount, and that's what I see a lot in the streams that I'm in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I I don't know how people can live like that without. You have to not believe in the Lord, because and the reason I say that is because you are. All of us are one day going to stand before God, and we're going to have to give account for every single word. And the only reason that you would do something like that is because you have no fear of God. Come on, you have no fear. You have no fear. I agree. And I said, and, I, and that's where I was like, how, how? They don't have no. Where's your conviction? Right. And I said, and I said to me, I can't see myself ever, and I won't um, compromise. And that's why I was like last year, like, you know what, seeing all of that, I don't want that. That's right. not, you know, and I have some people that are in different streams and they say, well, come over here because they see our gifting. But I said, no, I'm not aligning myself. Yeah, you got to keep, you got to, you know, um, yeah, you got to protect it. You got to protect the anointing. Yeah. You got to guard the anointing. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's on your life. Yes. And you can't connect with every single person. I agree. Um, you know, because there's just stuff that's that's there. And then with, with you, you know, I know that because you get a lot of, like, prophetic words. It's like, you know, that's why I say you remind me so much of Bob Jones. I mean, he can give me these words. And, 
angels come to him and tell him detail of what's going to happen and mm -hmm. it happened. Um, do you feel that there's a pressure, you know, I know I get a pressure all the time of giving, you know, national words. Right. Um, you know, just recently I was asked, I'll be on a show um, next week, and I was asked recently, you know, well, hiking what is God showing you concerning, um, you know, the next election? Uh -huh. um, you know, what is God showing concerning, you know, um, you know, abortion? So we're talking about real Real issues. Real issues. Yeah. And um, and I, you know, I took a pause, and you know, they said, you know, I know because you're African American, but the African American community does need a prophetic voice like you that will be bold to say, in 2020, this is the president. Uh huh. We, we need a prophetic voice uh, that will say, this judge will will be the swing of some things. Right. Or this situation will happen, and so um, and they know my prophetic reputation. But because I feel, and I and that's where I, it goes back to to having these fathers and these people. How can you handle? Or what do you do with these words that God give you? And that's why I, I recommend you know like I commend you like when I watch him like this. He's you know you, you just you just say it what God gives you. Yeah. And of course you pray it out and pray it through, and you, of course you have accountability that you can right. run it through, but. To see that, it's like I love to see see that. Like I like that, and I'm like, if I can just get that same. Not I'm say I'm not afraid, but it's just God just shows me so much, and it's like I don't know how to process it because I know that I will be attacked yeah. in my community, mm -hmm. and so this television personality basically said, "We need your voice. Yeah, we need." what you're saying because you shared something last year on the air mm. that yeah. it came to pass yeah where you need that same boldness and that same um, um, courage mm. to release it mm -hmm. but I, I because of in the past there's some things I shared publicly um, it didn't happen because the narrative changed what do you do with that and so that's why I I, I appreciate fathers that I can say you know Hey, I missed it on this. Right. Or did you really miss it? Well, that's the question: is is if you really missed it, and only God knows. Yeah. You know what happened in the situation. I think you just have to be faithful to give what you're hearing from God. Yeah. And and um, you know, because I've had I've had a, a couple of instances where it didn't pan out exactly the way that I had said, mm -hmm. and you come under a great you know stipulation mm -hmm. and. You know, people come at you, sure. and what do you do with that? Well, you just give it to the Lord. You know, and, and I try to be accountable to fathers yes. and people that um, I I have um, relationship with. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to answer to everybody. Okay, but you have to answer to those people yeah. that you're in association with. That's the thing. Is like I learned a long time ago that you never answer your critics. I just don't answer my critics. Right. You know, if you're gonna, if I have no personal relationship with you, um, I love you, but I'm not obligated to That's answer good. you. That's good. Now these people that I'm in relationship with, that have been walking with me, that know me personally, right. I have to answer to them. That's good. So, you know, that's the, that's yeah. the whole, whole thing. Um, I never, I, that that there is that pressure that's there for me personally. 
but you can't you can't make something up. That's right. First of That's all, right. and then you know unless God's saying it, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, and I, I put it out just like the way yeah. the Lord shows me. You know, like this this last uh, this last year um, in December, I asked the Lord about uh, 2019 through you know uh, 2021. And I got it like, like many flashes, yeah, like yeah. bullet points. I didn't get like long words about stuff, so I just put it out the way I way way wow. I got it. I like that. I can't get any more. If I got more, I put out more. Right. You know, but but that's the way it came. So Absolutely. that's that's what you know. I I had to um to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a boldness, and there is a um. There is a place where. Yeah, obviously, we're not called by men. Right. Uh, we're called by God. And there's a boldness that has to be there because you recognize that, the, I mean, while this is um, our ministry, this is also a livelihood. Yeah. And yes. so you can have doors closed on you on. just because of certain things that you say. That's right. So, but there has to be that boldness there to, to yeah. just say, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, because that's where I feel like my ministry has shifted. It's kind of, that's where it's, where God has been, you know, I've been faithful with a few things. Now he's making me kind of rule many. Now where he's given me and trusting me more um, weightier words and 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 and, um, and of course I pray. You know I don't just you gotta have a burden for God to give you. Right. You know so I have to have a burden for America. I have to have a burden for the nations for Him to give it to me. Right. Um, but I've been praying for many years and I'm like God, you ain't giving me anything. Uh -huh. You know. Uh -huh. And then now it's like bam, it's like he's giving me and trusting me with these. These uh, these words that are you know yeah. governmental these right. um, weightier words it's just you know he's showing me dreams about people he's showing me people I don't even know I don't because you know I do watch CNN but I don't uh -huh. let that influence me right um, but I feel like you do need to know of course you should be studying the Bible but also knowing what's going on around right. you and, and it's stewarding those words as well yeah through prayer. You know, and, and, and getting into the realm of the Spirit with those words again and again, because God's trusting you with them. Yeah. And I've noticed that even if it's just, you know, we're looking for this, like, huge list of all these <laughs> prophetic words, yeah. but typically I, I, God will give you a few, and and you have to steward those until they come That's fast, right. you know? Yeah. Wow. Like, I was in um, California um, in uh, April. Mm -hmm. I was in California, and that was my first time ever in California. And when I was there, God started giving me a series of dreams. Now, when I go to different places, again, He'll give me, you know, different prophetic, you know, just I can sense things. But once I start dreaming, that's how I know something's about to come. And it's wow. something about California when I was there. And I saw two things, but in the dream, um, it just, one, I saw the principality that was really... Um, in California and what was strange in the dream there was two crocodiles mm. and um, and it was in the you know of course in the water and I'm like well, okay um, I don't know too much because usually I'm a researcher so I'm like okay I don't know too much about crocodiles I know about crocodiles but in California yeah usually they'll be kind of like for me Florida that's what I'm used to right right and uh, but God was showing me the principality that was really hovering over um, um, San Diego more so where I wow. was at. Wow. Yeah, it was, and so I begin to see pride and just a lot of you know all of that out there and the the Leviathan's you know uh, spirit nature um, 
in the, you know just the culture spiritual climate yeah yeah um but then he also showed me where on one side there was all like fire but it wasn't like wildfire yeah this was like a like a uh like a it was like wildfire but it wasn't like destructive it was more okay. of a wind of god's like the holy spirit fire. holy spirit fire. Yeah, yeah but it was on the water like if someone uh -huh. like you know what i mean like you know how somebody take a ring of lighter fluid i guess and put it and then they light it on and it's on like but it's on the it was on the water wow and so i felt like um that god was going to bring really uh major revival uh, uh of his spirit of course the water prophetically but just in in, in just in the west coast in california yeah. itself and um and so he's highlighting california but yeah. I, that was my but that was my first time there wow but i but it was a two-fold dream um with the crocodiles two crocodiles and um in the water and then right after that dream i had another dream but it was like like this but it was at night mm -hmm. and then i saw the fire on the water wow fire on the water so you know what i mean so these yeah. are these things that i don't even i can't make up this stuff right you know, I don't think about crocodiles. I don't like crocodiles, any of that. But it's just like right. God give me. Why are you giving me this drink? And then I'm the type of person I research it. Mm -hmm. Okay, what is this saying? What does this mean spiritually? And why I'm here? And so, um, and that's when I begin to pray. And that's when He give, give me, give, begin to give me insight about the crocodiles and what type of spirit was hovering as well that needs to be dealt with. And then, but the revival that was coming. Wow. It was gonna. It was gonna come. But it was a. It was like a uh, like a ring of fire, but it was on the water. Um, and so I know it's like a covenant thing, you know, this ring, it was like unbroken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was a wave that's coming. But I know that God is highlighting California. So you feel like that's what's about the, like something's about something's the coming. Here. Something's coming in the West. Something's yeah. coming in the West. Um, this was in April. I had this dream. This was in April. And I told the host pastor there, um, I had a dream, mm -hmm. you know, and he, he said, you know, and I told him the dream. And he's like, wow. And then I said, um, but something major is coming. Now, I don't know, but this is what we were driving. And he's and then we were driving. We saw these like these these plants. Yeah, like these colorful plants. This was on these rocks. That I don't know about California. And I and he said and he looked and he, I was like, well, what is these little flowers? The way they look, they were look they look really um, beautiful. But they were like on this when we were on the highway, he was able to see them. But they wasn't everywhere. But they were like in a certain spot. Yeah. And he was you know the guy. He's from California. He said, well, they are something, and you know they're. Awesomeing or whatever, so I don't know what that was. Maybe I have to research that, but I thought that was unusual to see that in the environment. I'm like, why this this patch of flowers, the way they look, right? I mean, I, it caught my attention. Yeah. So I just thought it was something unique about that. But I feel I feel like that God is about to do something um, in California. Something that's awesome. major. Something major is coming out of California um, uh, through through you know. Los Angeles, just different places. San Diego. I was in San Diego, but I feel like it's going to be in hot spots right. in different places in California. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's going I've to been be sensing that as well. Like Southern California, there's something that's going to break out there. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 wow. very. But I haven't dreamed. But I don't dream like that when I go in places. But when I do, I know something pivotal is going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I had in April. I was there to solve the, this, the, the crocodiles and the, the fire on the mm -hmm. water. Yeah. And again, I know what fires they have out there because of the wildfires. It, this was right. that. Right. And I didn't I didn't feel that was the Holy Spirit telling me that it was going to be like wildfire. That's usually what happens. Yeah. This was something spirit moved. This is something, an awakening. is something that is coming 
the only the only spirit can initiate. Yeah, you know, yeah, he can start. So. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks guys.